And now, friends, we have uh, the pleasure of listening to today's scripture passage to center us. And it's going to be read by the fabulous Christina Henderson. A reading from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. The translation is from the New Revised Standard Version. An angel from the Lord spoke to Philip. At noon, take the road that leads from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he did. Meanwhile, an Ethiopian man was on his way home from Jerusalem, where he had come to his worship. He was a eunuch and an official responsible for the entire treasury of Candace. Candace is the title given to the Ethiopian queen. He was reading the prophet Isaiah while sitting in his carriage. The spirit told Philip, approach this carriage and stay with it. Running up to the carriage, Philip heard the man reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you really understand what you are reading? The man replied, without someone to guide me, how could I? Then he invited Philip to climb up and sit with him. This was the passage of scripture he was reading. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he didn't open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was taken away from him. Who can tell the story of his descendants because his life was taken from the earth? The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, about whom does this prophet say this? Is he talking about himself or someone else? Starting with the, the passage, Philip proclaimed the good news about Jesus to him. As they went down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, water, what would keep me from being baptized? He ordered that the carriage halt. Both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water where Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Lord's spirit suddenly took Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip found himself in Azutus. He traveled through that area, preaching the good news in all the cities until he reached Caesarea. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christina. And what a joy you are for the Harmony Faith community. Amen. And we look forward to meeting you soon. Uh, we are grateful. All right, let us now receive our second song in the morning, Anchor of Peace, that Melinda has prepared. Silence and noise 
indeed Jesus is the anchor of peace for the wondering soul for the restless one when we can't see the shore and when the storm just won't cease he is the hope we need indeed Jesus is the anchor of peace amen Melinda this morning we uh, begin a new sermon series pride that starts off a four-week series of messages focusing on what is officially celebrated annually in June, the LGBT Pride Month. And the purpose of the commemorative month is to recognize the impact that lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning individuals have had on history, locally, nationally, internationally. While all of us, allies too, are also realistic about how far society still has to go. Well, over this four-week period, you'll hear from me, along with receiving messages and other perspectives from Dr. Larry Hyde, Jr., 
uh, a member on Harmony's leadership team and Hollywood UMC's governance board. Uh, from Jace Lucas, one of our active young adults, woohoo, and who is co-leading Harmony's children's ministry, New Parents Group. And from the Reverend Denise Barnes, <coughs> associate pastor with Hollywood UMC and the LGBTQ advocacy coordinator for the California Pacific Conference. It's quite the lineup. Well, when beginning my pastoral work here at Harmony Tuluka Lake in 2017, that's when we started out fresh at Ground Zero as a new church plant. We had done a whole lot of preparation. Well, going out into the community, I was, I was talking to neighbors and folks about Harmony, who we are, what we're doing, here to transform the world through the inclusive love of Jesus. And among the words that I had used to describe Harmony was welcoming, as in all are welcome. Friendly enough, right? Now I'm thinking welcome, <clears throat> welcoming. Well, that's a word that is going to clearly resonate with those in the LGBTQ plus community. And I distinctly remember Tracy, who's a, a phenomenal young lady, by the way, and with whom I was speaking. And after using this word, she asked, but is harmony affirming? Let me tell you. Her question was about to unfold into some potent insight, thereby making it very clear welcoming does resonate with LGBTQ plus individuals, just not in the way I was thinking. That welcoming at churches doesn't necessarily equate to it being a safe space. You see, for many in the LGBTQ plus community, welcoming misleads when it comes to church. At a lot of churches, you're welcome to attend, but you're not welcome to live out your authentic life. Uh, you're welcome to enter through the doors. You know, come on, sit in the pews and chairs. Yet you're not welcome to participate in a front and center role at church. Behind the scenes, sure. However, being visually seen as a leader, not so much. Welcoming alone allows the voices of condemnation, exclusion, and hatred to ring out. Friends, I'm telling you, there's a heavy dose of rejection being tossed on someone who identifies as LGBTQ+, when the church welcomes them through the doors, while simultaneously telling them they're welcome as long as they're celibate. In essence, saying, I don't act on those impulses, even though you're out, because you know you can change. And this is the, when the Bible is brought out and six scripture clobber passages are pointed to. You talk about mixed messaging. And I was like, wow, Tracy, I, I didn't know. When we affirm a person who is lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, we, the church, accept them fully, support them, make sure they well know God loves them as they've been created, and that we commit to sharing that good and great news with others, that the church itself comes out to be a public witness and role model for other ministries, that a safe space exists 
here with an open invitation to our LGBTQ plus siblings to bring every aspect of their whole selves. And I'm saying that their whole selves into participation within the faith community and its ministry. Amen. It's important to know, yeah. And this is the reason why you hear me and others say that harmony is an affirming faith community. And that goes for what we include online and in our social media posts. We live into and go forth to honor the diversity of family configurations, relationships, and life experiences of all sexual orientations and gender identities. So Tracy, thank you. Thank you for that transformative moment in time to elevate harmony into its full identity. And here's a shout out to you and Sarah being an amazing couple as you are both loved very, very much and affirmed. Okay, so as I just mentioned, all sexual orientations and gender identities, that leads us to this morning's Centering Scripture passage, tying into the inclusive and affirming theme of the day from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. And to clear up, I want to clear up who Philip is in the story. He isn't the apostle Philip who ministered directly with Jesus. Now, this Philip was Philip the evangelist. Now, he was one of seven deacons chosen by the Christian community in Jerusalem and then affirmed by the apostles. This Philip had been in Samaria doing the good work of the Lord, and then an angel provided him with a divine order to leave. And of all things, journey on an isolated desert road through the wilderness from Jerusalem to Gaza. And people, <laughs> you know, when there's a divine order, yeah, that's when life gets real interesting. Well, there's Philip, and he eases on down the road, and he met, interesting, a stranger who would have been considered a triple outsider, being a gender-variant foreigner from a racial minority, an Ethiopian eunuch. And the translation of eunuch includes a variety of sexual minorities that today might be called queer or LGBT. Now, most likely with this unnamed person as an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, and she was the queen of the Ethiopians, he had been, and I say most likely, he had been intentionally neutered. And often neutering happened when it came to male servants being among women in royal palaces and wealthy households to avoid the possibility of hanky-panky. Mm, now note I preface this with most likely because according to Jesus in Matthew 19, 12, some eunuchs are born that way, being gay or intersex. Unfortunately, there was a harsh stereotype of eunuchs as they were thought to be sexually immoral. Now this person was considered a sexual outcast, a social outcast in Jewish religious society excluded by law from full participation in the covenant community as stated, and we've got it, it's Deuteronomy 23, 2. There's Leviticus chapter 21, verses 17 through 21, rejected and excluded from the assembly of God. Hmm. 
Does that sound familiar to LGBTQ plus people today when it comes to church? And yet, life does get interesting. Because you see, God has selected a sexually other person to further the gospel. So get on board, Philip. And he does. That getting on board literally happens when the Holy Spirit pushes Philip to approach this man, hearing him read while sitting in his chariot, studying of all things, the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asks, do you, do you really understand what you are reading? And the man replies, well, without someone to guide me, how could I? And he invites Philip to get on board with him in the chariot. And here they discuss the, this passage of scripture about the suffering servant's humiliation, which denotes social ostracism. And the eunuch relates to this, wondering if maybe God is speaking to him and to his own experience of being a social outcast, for he well knows about humiliation and justice denied. And then this is when Philip shares about Christ and the promise of freedom from marginalization. And I truly believe in their conversation that Philip shared Isaiah's prophecy from the Lord. And this comes from Isaiah chapter 56, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant. To them, I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. Amen. And this, oh my goodness, this had to be mind-bending, especially when the law was being used to reject and exclude. And it makes me think of what author, teacher, and Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor shared. If God is the lawmaker, then God is also the law bender, or at least the law transcender, who places limits on the faithful and inspires them to challenge those limits when right relationships with God and neighbor are at stake. Oh, gosh, I mean, I love this. I love what Barbara said. When the faithful challenge those limits, when right relationships with God and neighbor are at stake. When I was reflecting on this, this powerful scripture passage of inclusion and affirmation, the questions posed by the eunuch to Philip, I got to tell you, they touched my heart. And it, it took me back to something personal and pastorally. Well, life gets interesting in the best of ways. During the thick of the pandemic, and this was in October, a young man in Melinda's circle of awesomeness approached her about his being gay and how, how did that coalesce with the church in, in regard to how he was created and with whom he should authentically love, that he wasn't good enough and that he had to change. And as some Christians and YouTube videos were informing him, if he chose to be gay, he had no choice but to be celibate. Therefore, doubts and questions were abounding in his head. Well, Melinda sent him to a link uh, to one of my sermons, and after listening to the message, he reached out to me, asking for guidance, stating that I had given him a sense of peace. 
Well, my reply was, it was humbling to know, but it really wasn't me. It was God who had worked through me to provide him with peace. And I also made it clear that's Christ in action with a message that is a living testament to our divine creator. Well, then he asked if we could get together to take a social distancing walk, to to talk about the Bible, about Jesus, about God, about the church and the LGBTQ plus community. You see, he wanted guidance to gain more understanding. And honestly, I I I was further humbled humbled and honored to be invited into a relationship for his growth, which always means I grow too. And in our walks and chats, he could see, he could see how the Bible was talking to him and about him in wonderful and marvelous ways. Well, I connected him with other folks here at Harmony, such as Beth Mueller, who is a blessing for so many, And he participated in some of the online program offerings. And over several months, this remarkable individual blossomed and grew brilliantly. And then he heard the call to move to the East Coast to pursue his his stage career. Part of that call, and he told me this as he prepared to leave, is to make a difference with Christ in his life for youngsters and young adults in the LGBTQ plus community. Friends, you see, when he came up out of the water, like the eunuch who was baptized in the name of the Lord, the Lord's spirit suddenly took him away. With newfound joy, he he just can't keep to himself. And just like in this scripture passage from Acts, God took a sexually other person to further the gospel. And we celebrate that. Though we miss this talented young man and wish him well on this next part of his life's journey, we rejoiced then and we still rejoice, for he is sharing the good news of Jesus and knowing God loves him and all of his beloved children as they have been created. I'm going to close my message with these words. We learn in this story that one's sexual status Sexual orientation, gender identity is not a barrier to inclusion and affirmation in the eyes of God. As Philip shared with the Ethiopian eunuch, we too are blessed by and must share Jesus's radical message of love. It's here we learn from Philip's example that what it means to encourage and affirm one another. Friends, Let's acknowledge way too many in the LGBTQ plus community have been deeply hurt by what has been spoken and acted out in the name of Christ and with the Bible being used as a weapon. It is incumbent upon us as Christians to make absolutely certain our LGBTQ plus siblings know how much they are loved for us to openly and enthusiastically invite them into the compassionate warmth of this affirming faith community and celebrating their full participation in the ministries of this church, bringing every aspect of their whole selves front and center. Let's get on board their chariot, when appropriate, to listen to their experiences, which in many instances will be painful experiences and every chance possible 
Let's make it abundantly clear. God's endless love is longer, wider, higher, and deeper than can be imagined. That is our divine call to answer and to put into action, providing a different message than they've heard about and what it means to be the church. And that's when life gets real interesting. Amen? Amen. To everyone who has chosen to connect with us, thank you for participating with Harmony and praising God and the abundance of blessings we receive. Let's share those blessings with others. Amen? For you are a beloved child of God. We are beloved children of God, made in the Holy One's image. And you, we, all of us are dearly loved. We're now going to segue to our question of the day. And for those on Zoom, we'll receive the question and then head out into breakout rooms. We look forward to seeing you next week. So tell you what, how about inviting a friend or two or three to make a connection with Harmony? Friends, let's share the good news of what it means to be an affirming faith community. With this, the peace of Christ be with you on this day and always. Amen.